And now, foul demon, face the vengeance of the Moon Knight. Welcome, Looney listeners, to Roundtable Revengeance 2. I guess we're calling this Return of the Vengeance. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with uh, Rick Gentusa and Noel Tate. Hello. Three active Loonies in the group. And we uh, are really excited to just kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves, uh, how we help ITK out with Rick and Connor Shu, and uh, just talk a little bit about our love for Moon Knight tonight. So, Fellas, how you doing? I'm doing well. Rick? I'm good. Just woke up. <laughs> what time is it good for you? Place to be. 9 a.m.? Oh, yeah. It's mm. totally 9 a.m. And Rick, uh, are you in Sydney, Australia? Yes. The only place in Australia. Yeah. Mm. I heard Melbourne is better. What's that? <laughs> uh, Tasmania? What are you even talking about? I don't know. It's a devil, I think. And Noel, you're coming to us from uh, Minnesota, correct? Yep, Minneapolis, next door to the capital city. St. Paul. Mm-hmm. That's right, you know it. Right. That's right, uh-huh. yeah. And you are in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, correct? Yeah, Grand Rapids, Michigan, so just across Lake Michigan from you, and um, been to Minneapolis once, so pretty cool town. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, why don't we just, uh, I guess, take it and introduce ourselves, and we'll uh, introduce ourselves to the loonies. So, Noel, why don't you start? You know, who are you? What do we need to know about you? Uh, well, you've said my name, so that's good. Um, yeah, I'm just a uh, musician and a music producer and a big Moon Knight fan. What about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I my name's... Tommy, um, the man on the streets, and Noel, we got to go back to you and ask you about this new nickname that uh, the ITK community has labeled upon you. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm from uh, Metro Detroit, Michigan, originally. Um, I actually came into comic collecting uh, really when I was in college, about 10 years ago. Um, And I've told my Moon Knight story before. Uh, on ITK, but it really came down to Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and my buddies and I were playing that, and we... Actually, it may have been Marvel Ultimate Alliance, too, now that I think of it, but we came upon the Moon Knight character. I think Chad and I actually have a very similar uh, homecoming when it comes into that. And uh, really in the 90s, though, I read my brother's comics, and he was an X-Men collector. Um, He was collecting, really, when the comics bust happened, so I have... Having inherited his comics, I have stacks of number one issues, you know, (laughs) number one cable, uh, this number one Magneto uh, issue that has this crazy fold out cover. Um, And so I think that's really where my love started, you know, with uh, a certain animated series, but also the X-Men animated series from the 90s. Um, But then uh, about 2006, um, when the Houston series came out. Uh, I, I picked up a couple issues, having learned about Moon Knight from some of my buddies, and fell in love. And then I am a, I'm a public school teacher, I'm a high school English teacher. And um, early on in my career, I did not have the funds to <laughs> collect comics. So uh, it took a few years, but over the last probably 
seven years or so, I've become an avid collector uh, of Moon Knight specifically, but just an avid reader of comics. Um, and I love it. It's great. Now, Rick, uh, we are just listeners while you uh, are with us. We are streaming on Get Vocal right now. And so uh, we do have some webcams set up and we're able to see each other. And you should see this collection behind Rick in Sydney, Australia. It is unbelievable. Uh, but Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, who are you? What do you do? What brought you to Into the Night? I'm Rick, the Rick Ball Special. I've been reading comic books since I was a child. I've been collecting them ever since. And I met Ray at a local comic book shop, King's Comics. Oh, really? King's? And now you're married. How cute. Not yet we are. Oh, damn. Now, I thought, Noel, do you mean Rick and, and Ray are married? Is that what you meant? Yeah. That's how it works yeah. in Australia, right? Yeah, they met each other, if you meet at, some comics. If you meet at a comic shop, married. you're married. That's how it works yeah. here. Yeah, he's in the other room reading some midnight right now. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Uh, now, do either of you do either of you listen to um, the Signal of Doom podcast? Yeah, nah, I don't. I have usually only when Ray's on. Otherwise, it's just David, yeah. and I can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I miss Stu. I, I miss Stu. <laughs> Stu's a lot of fun. No, I love Dave um, and Stu. But I know that between um, Into the Night, uh, Moon Knight podcast, and Signal of Doom, Rick um, King's Comics gets a, a huge spotlight. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your Love for that 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 place. I know they've moved locations a couple times in the last few years. What what makes King's special? Is it just it's the local store? It's the best store? What do you love about King's? What I love about King's is the customer service, the quality of the product, and all around all around great store in general. The way they treat their customers, yeah. the way they're able to help you out no matter what. It's just great. It's like top tier. Do they have a lot of back issues there, Rick? Oh, you have no idea. Where Where is uh, the new King store in relation to where you live? Is it far away, opposite side of town? On a good day, yes. But sometimes our uh, our transport system is pretty fucking garbage. Oh, wow. It's really fragile. One small thing can ruin the whole infrastructure. It's crazy. It takes me one hour to get to King's, but at that time I'd be able to catch up on all my reading. <laughs> Man, an hour train ride. That's that that is dedication. Because I mean, my comic book store, uh, Tardy's Collectors Corner in Grand Rapids, is if I you know if I drive there, it's about a two and a half minute drive. It's 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 a mile away. Nice. Um, and when I when I was a child. There was a there was a local store. It was in the the downtown part of the community that I grew up in. But even then, if I had to drive, it was a ten fifteen minute drive. Um, and again, when I was little, I wasn't smart enough to go check out a comic book store. But um, but today, you know, as an adult, it's great because it's right around the corner. Um, and Tardy's is awesome too. I mean, top tier customer service, just as Rick said. Uh, it's a small shop. Uh, it's owned by Gavin and Deanna, and they. Uh, have a, a couple employees uh, that that work for them, but they're there almost every day, six days a week, um, and they work so hard. They are traveling to conventions all the time in the Midwest. You know, they always go to Chicago, they always go to uh, San Diego, but a number of conventions in in Detroit and uh, Indiana. Um, 
I think there might be one in Cleveland that's held that they travel to too. Yeah, there is. Um, but it's it's really cool. So they they, they have some collectibles there. Um, once in a while, uh, they'll get in something special. But really, they they have a huge uh, back issue uh, section. Um, but they do pull and hold service. Uh, I'm their Moon Knight guy, which is great because they always hook me up. I know that we're broadcasting, um, and probably no one will listen to this, but uh, for the annual this week... They save not only, of course, the regular cover, but they save the immortal cover too, which yeah, is I, really cool because it's got I got uh, that one, you know, Moon Knight on the front, yeah, the wraparound cover, Grant, Mister Knight, Jake Lockley, and then Mark Spector on the back, and I, I think there is a third cover to this uh, annual too. There is. There's one more. Uh, my yeah, shop the connecting variant. Yeah, my shop had all three. Um. But but I love it. It's a really cool place. And Noel, man, today you posted on Into the Night uh, some great finds from that fifty cent bin. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you uh, found those? And well, I'm pretty lucky to have. I'm not within walking distance like you are to a shop, which would have been fantastic. But I am a let's see, maybe five minute train ride from one shop. That's it's a used old used bookstore called Mid- Midway Books, but they have. Um, a huge back issues collection and they also carry um up to the date comics just pretty much just for Marvel and DC but that's where I picked up the annual and they had all three editions nobody goes there for new comics so nothing's ever sold out oh, that's cool which is really cool uh and then today there's another shop that's um about a half hour train sort of bus ride away called uh, Nostalgia Zone and he pretty much only does back issues um, and just a ton of them. I mean, just a ton. Like I specifically was just hunting for Moon Knight again today, uh, mm-hmm. but looked through his quarter bins and I couldn't believe how much there was about a hundred of the, uh, John Byrne, fantastic four in there for a quarter. And I was like, I should probably just buy all these right now, considering when that movie is announced, they'll, they'll go up in price, or he'll probably yeah, pull, no kidding, pull and them within the, the MCU, too, yeah, so. pull them from the fifty cent bin or whatever. But no, instead, I just bought like Moon Knight stuff, yeah, and I got the uh, all three of the uh, special editions from the original Sienkiewicz Munch Run, where they reprinted them with in color, which the coloring is kind of weird on them, uh, but they're cool. And I these weren't fifty cents; these were a buck. So maybe oh, I man. maybe I overpaid. I don't know. Stretching the purse strings. There. Yeah. And that like a weird uh, book, the solo Avengers with Moon Knight and Hawkeye, two separate adventures from yeah. those two. That Hawkeye, that Hawkeye issue. Um, well, that's where that meme was, has come was from. amazing. Exactly. Right. The vampire or the Dracula meme. Yeah. Right? Which I had no idea that I opened it up right to that page and I just started laughing. It's like, oh, yeah. that, it's actually a pretty cool issue. He fights uh, the Shroud. You guys know of the, that character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's really funny. It's it's a you know the typical team up like they fight and then the shroud's like I was just testing you. It's so stupid, but I love it. Um, Peace out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to join my team? No, that's cool. All right, later. Uh, those are my favorite kind of com- comics where nothing really happens, but there's a good fight. Uh, and th- there's a lot of shops. I grew up by a shop called Uncle Sven's. Uh, run by uh, an <laughs> Str- pretty, strong uh, German population in uh, Minneapolis. That's, that's Swedish, though. Sven's. 
with oh, a I guess v- Sven, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they... It brings me back to my Ren and Stimpy days. Exactly. <laughs> brings me to the Swedish chef, but that's a different thing. Uh, that shop is super great. I go, I go there sometimes when I go there. That's also pretty close by. Uh, there's another big... Um, they used to be kind of a, a local chain, but now they're just one single shop called The Source that has... Um, they do a lot of collectibles. They have a lot of figures um, and statues and stuff. But they also, you know, have all the gambit of... I go there for a lot for new image books that some of those small shops don't always carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a good amount of back issues, too. But they're, they, like, e- kind of eBay price them, I guess. But I don't mean to talk shit. They're great. They're also a great store. They've got a really great staff. But then there's, there's just a ton. One just closed down that a good friend of mine worked at that did a lot of... Um, uh, kind of more alternative and indie comics that was called Big Brain. It was downtown Minneapolis. That place was also fantastic. Like all the weird, like from Fanagraph, Fanagraphics, and then weirder and way more. A lot of like mini comics and handmade things and really obscure, cool shit. And it was really kind of sad. But, you know, like me and three other people in town were probably the only people who bought stuff from there. So they closed up. Uh, mm. And there's even more shops I can even think of. I think that there, you know, yeah. there's probably 20 shops in the metro, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, for I'm I'm sure maybe our Australian listeners or anybody that maybe is outside the states. I mean, Minneapolis is and and St. Paul is is a huge huge uh, urban center. Yeah, um, it's so big they need two cities and yeah. a river too. Right, the river is the only thing that splits it up. Yeah, and I'm sure that Sydney Rick is is massive too. Grand Rapids, we're we're the second largest city in the state of Michigan, so uh, I think our our population, um, maybe like in the metro area, maybe breaches just over a million. So we're we're really not nearly not as big as either of those two cities. But um, I thought still, it, it's, I thought it's Kalamazoo was bigger than your town. Yeah, no, we we are much larger than Kalamazoo. Maybe know, maybe during joke. the college year, <laughs> yeah. but maybe during the college year, you know, because there's Western Michigan University yeah. there and Kalamazoo College and a, and a few community schools too. Ann Arbor is probably bigger than Kalamazoo, though, right? As far as yeah, college I, population. I, I, oh, I think so. Absolutely. Um, That's where all the future leaders so go to school. To, it's so proximal to uh, Metro Detroit that it's basically enveloped within Metro Detroit. I love Michigan. Um, I love so. your state. Hey man, anytime. And and I know uh, Noel, you and I were chatting maybe yesterday or the day before. But you know, you you've traveled and you've toured a little bit in Michigan too. And um, oh yeah, a lot. Was that with Deleter or or maybe another group? Or uh, most of the bands I've been in have played at least once somewhere in Michigan. Usually to D- Detroit um, or Detroit area. But yeah, um, Deleter's been to Grand Rapids. Uh, Kalamazoo, Detroit. Where have we been? To? Yeah, I don't know. I've been to all those places. I've even been to Grand Haven on the lake. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. They have uh, fountains that do pretty fountain sculptures throughout the summer. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We got a. We're very fortunate in West Michigan. I grew up, uh, you know, again in Southeast Michigan, mm-hmm. and my my wife grew up here in grand rapids and so we just we moved here we made that decision um many years ago and you know i I never regretted it and it's it's a great place we're about 30 minutes from the lake and you know again for those of you that aren't familiar with lake michigan or uh, the state of michigan lake michigan is 
like going to the ocean, but it's all fresh water. It's it is unparalleled beauty. Unless maybe Rick, you're in Sydney, you've got the Pacific. I'm sure that's absolutely gorgeous. But it's only it's only like a three hour train ride to get to the ocean, though, right? With all that Sydney traffic. So, Rick, why don't you uh, let's let's hear a little bit about that collection I, again, listeners? Uh, if if you aren't checking out this broadcast feed. Um, we'll see if we can save that and, and post that sometime. Um, this collection that Rick has is unbelievable. Um, it is, I see Funko Pops, I see action figures, I see a few spotlighted uh, issues maybe behind you. So Rick, and again, I don't want to put you out of sorts to move your webcam around, but uh, tell us a little bit about this collection. What do you collect? Um, what what do you love? And 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 do you have any Moon Knight collections that you want to share? Well, let's see. I love collecting Spawn figures. I love collecting. I do like collecting Funkers, but only characters I personally like: Street Sharks, Horror, Giant Robots. But yeah, I majority it's all anything I really personally like, and maybe some DC figures here and there. Just a little sprinkled through. A bit of Swamp Thing here, a bit of Mr. Miracle there. But majority, it's all Marvel Legends and Spawn. In the other room, though, it's cons- it's basically... Wait a minute, like- wait a minute. What? What, what, what? In the, the upper room? upper room? <laughs> yeah. Is this something like, do you have one of those secret bookshelves? Is there, uh, you, put, you pull a book, you pull a, one of those Funko Pops and a door opens up and... Shit, you know my secret. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But in the other room, it's basically just a ton of, like, video game stuff from Killer Instinct, Street Fighter, tons of Godzilla figures. Yeah, you're huge in the kaiju, right? Yes, huge in the kaiju, Japanese television, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you collect any manga? Oh, don't get me started on that. That's another (laughs) story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking for Domu. Uh, for like uh, it's Dark Horse did a, a, an English press, you know, maybe ten or fifteen so, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really hard to find here for anything less than uh, like volume one. Actually, I found some on eBay for under fifty bucks, but anywhere oh, wow. else they're really expensive. And you I want really about, want to read that story. If you want to talk about like hard to get manga, try and find like Guy for the Bio Boosted Armor in English. It's impossible. It's no, nowhere no. in Sydney, Australia. It pains me, I, but I got the Japanese versions, so that's good. <laughs> do you, Are do there you even English, English versions? There is, but they're super rare and they're super expensive on eBay. Hmm. Bummer. You were saying, Tommy? Uh, just do you read Japanese? Do you, do you speak any Japanese? Vaguely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that vaguely as in... Uh, no, or vaguely as in, uh, you know how to say hello. I know how to say hello, goodbye, <laughs> some swear words. But majority of the time, it's good old Google Translate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still cool to to have those. You know, one of the uh, collections, that, it's not so much a collection, but um, some of the books that I picked up over the last couple of years, tying back to a love of mine from childhood, um, are the Legend of the Zelda uh, manga Ooh. series. Ooh. My girlfriend loves those. I, I mean, I the I grew up with Nintendo and Super Nintendo mostly because of my older brother, 
Um, but the first game that the first video game that I, I ever beat by myself with no Nintendo power guides or anything was the legend of Zelda link to the past. And so that just, I mean, that set my love for adventure video games and, and kind of RPGs and JRPGs, but, um, but I really only just checked out the Zelda comics recently. Um, and so I've, I've, I've fallen in love again with that series, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know what game I finished playing when I was like a kid? First game ever. Freaking Robocop versus Terminator on the Sega Genesis. Oh, good memories. Good memories. Did you pick up one of those Sega classics that they just released? No, but I want to. Yeah. They, they pulled out those, you know, the SNES classic and I, I just can't wait until they come out with the Dreamcast classic and they're all oh, loaded on there. Oh, how long did that last? Oh god, if they do the Dreamcast classic, I'll die on the spot. Been wanting that for ages. It even comes with real CDs or real DVDs. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, before we move on and and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, Rick's uh, collection here, because I'd love to hear about those Funko Pops. I want to hear more about this upper room, um, <laughs> and, and Rick too. Your love for Spawn as well, but. Rick, your nickname in ITK is the Rick Ball Special, correct? Yes, yes, it is. So, what what is going on there? What, where did that one? Come I from? don't know. It all comes from Ray's crazy head. Yeah, I really. don't know. Ray Looney, listeners, is he is uh, a, I think a great friend of all of ours, and and he does some incredible work. And, and I mean, I know that I I thank Ray all the time because it's it's great to have the Into the Night community to. Um, kind of share my love for right, and share my love for comics, but but yeah, Ray comes up with some wacky stuff. If you have not listened <laughs> oh, yeah. to the, the ITK serial uh, podcast with all of the craziness that's happening there, uh, that's a lot of fun. But so really, though, Rick, it's just Rick Ball special. This is this is completely Ray. This had no input from you. Honestly, one day it was just normal Rick. Out of nowhere, Rick Ball special. I'm like, all right. This will do. I like Colossus. I like the fastball special. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. that makes perfect sense now. I'm not and rushing, Noel... but okay. <laughs> uh, Noel I... has recently been uh, donned in a new nickname. Looney and... Tunes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ray, tell, he tells me it, uh, it just makes sense to him because I do music. That's about oh, it. Oh, Tunes, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Noise. Like, okay, that's fine. He's just one of those guys who's got pension for nicknames, I believe. Like my brother has a nickname for everyone, and they they don't make any sense most of the time. He had, one of his friends he calls Quad Beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Quad Beef. Go in twelve different yeah. directions. Yeah, they usually evolve from. He has another friend he calls Arizona, or Franken Zeppelin. Oh, that's a good one. Franken Zeppelin is an awesome one. I have no idea where it comes from, but it's a really, they're cool just they're portmanteaus of whatever happens to be on his mind in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's probably just some insane mix of yeah, whatever is happening in his head. Uh, he had told me once he met a guy on tour named Doctor Hot Tub, <laughs> and he was like, "Whoa, that's an awesome nickname! How'd you get the name Doctor Hot Tub?" And Doctor Hot Tub said, uh, "How do you not get the name Doctor Hot Tub, man? Whatever, fuck you." So, <laughs> everyone was like, "Fair, all right, cool, Doctor Hot yeah. Tub." Yeah, that's cool. And what about? 
<laughs> the man on the streets. Where's that one come oh, from? Oh, man on the streets. Yeah. Well, so Ben Ben Urich or Urich, you know, right? So he's. Oh, this uh, actually has a story. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it, it has a somewhat legitimate story, but Let me you get know, a pop uh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> now, hold on. Get the jiffy pop out. Yeah. Uh, so you know Ben Urich from the from the comics and uh, Spider Man comics, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Daredevil comics. Yep. Uh, but you know he's a he's a New York reporter. And, uh, you know, he was spotlighted in, um, was it, it was Daredevil season one, wasn't it? Uh, on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. He died. Yeah. What? You know, <laughs> and that was so sad because I, I, as, as a human character, as, as a, as an, a non-powered character, I think in the time that I've been collecting comics, he's, he's been one of my favorite characters, you know, because he's. He's diehard, you know, he'll, he'll do what it takes. Uh, if you do listen to the signal of doom, um, Noel does not, but, uh, if you do listen to it, Dave likes to compare himself to, um, Lois Lane because he knows yeah, how does. great All the recording time. is. And he that is she's really tough, uh, which uh, is awesome. so many different levels knowing who Dave is all respect to him. Um, yeah. but when ITK started, uh, I was, I was, I, I count myself very fortunate that when ITK started, mm -hmm. Um, I happened upon them on Facebook and this was maybe after, I think maybe three or four episodes that they had recorded. And I, I jumped in and I introduced myself to Ray and Connor, uh, who were the, the, the two just hosts at the time. I don't think they had donned themselves as the, uh, priests of Conchu. They raised themselves to that status <laughs> as ITK yeah. got uh, a new following, um, but I was really excited, um, to, you know, to just kind of share my hobby with them and uh, getting the podcast started. I would throw some things Ray's way, like, hey, here's some Moon Knight news. And this was about the time that Lemire's series was going on. Um, so the 2014 series had ended and Lemire started in about 2016. And I had coming back into comics. I actually it was with that uh, what started with the Warren Ellis uh issue or issues that Noel again, coming back to Deleter uh, and your, your new album uh, that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, it was, that's when I really started coming back to comics and, and, and uh, collecting Moon Knight uh, again. And so uh, coming back in with the Lumiere series, collecting those issues, I was so amped to again, get back into talking about Moon Knight and all my college buddies, they all live in, other places now. And so I didn't really have anybody locally to talk to. And so I was posting all those clickbait articles of comic book and say, Hey, look at this. Somebody's talking about moon Knight. We should talk about this. Maybe, maybe there's something new happening. Maybe we're going to enter them into the Marvel cinematic universe. And I remember, and I think it's in um, maybe in uh, captain America uh, winter soldier. Yeah. Oh maybe yeah. There was a reference. Wasn't there? Tiny, a tiny little reference of, we have a man in Cairo. And when uh, I think one of the shield agents is dying when after the, the Hydra attack in uh, New York, I think it is. Um, man, I, I, I went gangbusters on that. And so anyways, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think Ray and Connor just decided, Hey, Tommy, he's, he's the man on the streets. He's the one coming up with all the news, but in retrospect, it wasn't really news. It was just, you know, spectralation. Um, <laughs> So that's where I got that nickname. But recently, and I and I have to uh, really give credit to the Looney community. We're, you know, we're now 
uh, well over a thousand members on Facebook. And I know that we have listeners elsewhere, um, but it's, it's really now the loony community. It's people outside of Chad and Noel and Rick uh, and Phil and Dustin um, and Orion, who's uh, joined us recently and, and our other friends that have guest hosted and helped out Connor and Ray that are really bringing in the new content. And, and Rebecca, of course, too, uh, but of really bringing in that new content. And that's what's so exciting about ITK to me is that, that we're growing, we're, we're kind of spreading that web, um, we're throwing the crescent darts out, and, and we're able to meet new people, but we're also able to get new perspectives on, on what's happening. And now we have this Disney Plus series coming around, so it's really exciting. I'm just here for um, the dank memes, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, ITK... Uh, or Moon Knight, Moon Knight Core, right? On yeah, Facebook. That's right. <laughs> Those guys are nuts. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what do you, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about um, what else you've been reading? Unless, uh, Rick, you want to, do you have any special Moon Knight collections you want to speak to? Or just the Spawn? And... No, that's about it, really. I've been on the quest to find all of Volume 1 for under $2 an issue. Oh. And I'm I'm only... I think six issues short now. Nice. Uh, some, something like that, yeah, which a lot I've found for. There's maybe a couple issues I paid more than $2 for, but most of it, it's been for in the dollar bin or the $2 marks or whatever like that. Um, and I was lucky I started my quest before the show was announced because I have a feeling some of the prices have gone up a little bit lately. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, but it's pretty cool because of having so many shops in town and so many places with back issues stuff. It's pretty easy. Just if you spend an hour in the shop digging, I'm always at least going to find something. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the only one that I have not found that I know I won't be able to get for under two bucks is number one, obviously. But I have seen it for relatively cheap. But one of these days, I'll just oh, yeah. pull pull the trigger and get it for like ten bucks or something. Yeah, I I think I bought my first. I have I have several copies of Moon Knight number one, um, and I think that I. Why don't you mail my, one over to your buddy Noel? Hey, no doubt, man, for sure I will. You know I will. I, we're not we're not going to share address information on. A, on this I'll send broadcast. you a I'll send you a two dollar bill. Yeah, um, but but really, I I mean I've I've seen many copies of Moon Knight number one over the last couple of years. Uh, and, and I think the copies that I have are probably like maybe seven, maybe eights, even as high as eights. Oh, wow. Uh, but just, that's just on my amateur eye. Yeah. And I, I think the, the best graded version that I got was maybe like eight, 18 bucks, 15, 18 bucks that I Not found bad. in Battle Creek, Michigan. Oh, right. Um, and I, I remember this is, this is when I first started coming back to comics. And as I mentioned, kind of going back to that Warren Ellis run in 2014, and when I saw that Moon Knight number one, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, this must be worth just as much as Werewolf by Night 32. And I'm getting it for 15 bucks. This is incredible. And I remember this feeling of just excitement that, that went through me. And whatever. The point is, is I love Moon Knight. I love my collection. And, you know, in retrospect, it's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't own any Werewolf by Night thirty twos. I do have a Werewolf by Night thirty three, um, that I got pretty cheap. Uh, but recently on the Facebook group, wow, loonies! Uh, again, if you 
aren't so active on the Facebook group, you should check out some of the collections that have been posted by our new members and old members alike, but especially some of our new members. Yeah, I am actually really shocked about how many people have, uh, yeah, that Werewolf by Night issue. It's crazy. But multiple copies, not just one Werewolf by Night 32, multiple copies. There's this one cat on there that I swear has four different copies, and and he says, (laughs) oh, I don't don't get them graded. But when you look at them, even through a fuzzy iPhone lens, it's, "Mm, you got something happening there. So, but, but Noel, again, when it comes to it, I know we'll connect, but, but I, I would love nothing else than to get you one of those copies of uh, Moon Knight number one, if you need it. My connection will be complete. I actually found what was it, uh, 25 for two bucks. Oh, and wow. that one's harder to find than number one is sometimes. So that was pretty oh. cool. That was like the double issue or whatever it is, the giant size issue. Mm-hmm. So Rick, any I mean, other than your your love of being with ITK and chatting comics and stuff, any do you have any Moon Knight prize possessions? Anything that that uh is you could highlight? Ooh, prize possessions. Uh just the standard issue ones. Basically I I don't have much Moon Knight physical stuff. I have like the key issues. Mm-hmm. I basically I'm four issues away from completing the Mark Spector run. Ah. Obviously the last, obviously the last ones are all the uh, Stephen Platt shit. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And, so, uh, yeah. and the problem is, since it's in Australia, they're, they're nowhere to be found. Because yeah. they're short printed here. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't at all? They're like, for some reason, you could get any other Moon Knight book, but once you hit issue 55, it becomes short printed from there. You know, in at least in Michigan, because I... Yeah, Obviously, I shop in the Grand Rapids area, and then, but you know, I have a lot of family in, in Detroit proper and Metro Detroit, so I, I try to get to a shop around there once in a while. Same thing, man. Fifty six through sixty, it's 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 hard to find in in the states too. And again, I think part of it's because those covers were were Stephen Platt, and yeah. um, I think it's what the hardest one to find. It might be like was it fifty seven or fifty eight? And I, I, I mean, I I spent something. Really? I didn't spend too much, but I spent something on those couple issues uh, to finish that Mark Spector run. And it's just, it's incredible, you know, but, but I know that Ray and Connor, especially in Toowoomba, which I guess Toowoomba is like the, the boonies, the sticks of Australia, it seems like it's way up in the North or North, the Northwest or something. But I know that Ray has mentioned many times, Rick and echoes that the just generally the comic supply in Australia is nothing compared to, but like Noel, you were mentioning all these different stores that have these great back issue sections that the quarter section, you know, and you may want to go back, Noel, and get that fantastic four run. Oh, yeah. You know, before that movie's announced. But but it is it's 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 really interesting and, and, and something that I, I just again, coming back to finding ITK and uh, coming into the podcast love is that groups like this are able to come together and share our love for comics, our passion for comics, and sometimes actually swap and trade those comics too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll give you any of my Mark Spectre Moon Knight. You can have any. <laughs> yeah. Not I'll, a fan. Give you, I, I'll give you Sleepwalker issue one from the nineties. <laughs> I got 20. <laughs> I was investing and something happened. I'm like, shit. Solo. Nothing against Sleepwalker. I like him. Do you have any issues of Solo? 
Because, you know, when Solo yeah. lives, terror dies. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I love, That's like, funny. my uh, seated D-list characters a lot. I don't know why. Ah, I look at them, like, I relate. Fair. Fair. So, uh, have you, either of you, been um, reading anything new? Or have you just kind of been uh, swimming in your collections and, and, at times, maybe just finding old series? And, and again, when I say new, I, I think maybe new to you. Uh, have you been checking out um, uh, any new characters? Have you been checking out uh, any, any new proper series? Okay. So, lately I've been trying to just catch up on all of uh, Scott Snyder's Justice League run. But other than that, I've been going through a ton of old stuff. I've been going through this habit of just buying a bunch of Marvel 2099 stuff. So, I'm like... 10 issues away from completing Doom 2099. That's my favorite. Oh, it's so good. It's so cool. Is yeah, Doctor Doom 2099? Yeah, yeah. Doctor Doom 2099. Where... Wow, I didn't know I didn't know that there was yeah. a series. Unlike oh, um, the rest of the 2099 though, it it's it is Doom. Which is really good. Yeah, like, the best mm. thing about it, like the first 25 issues is just basically world building and build up. Once issue 25 hits and Warren Ellis takes over, shit gets wild. Like it's to become United States, the Punisher becomes the head of Shield. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a really cool series. It's cooler than Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I know, and I, I like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Me and too. I think, like this is better. It's a lot better. Have you have both of you uh, heard about uh, the new Marvel announcement of upcoming twenty ninety nine series? Yes. Yes. Any anything there interests you? Excites you? As long as they bring back Doom 2099, I'm good. That, if they could do a one-shot involving Midnight 2099, would be great. Yeah. Uh, Ray and I were discussing that the other day. Uh, he was like, what if it's uh, Spectre's daughter? And I said, well, it would have to be his granddaughter, if anything. Or great-granddaughter, probably. Oh, uh, I got one. I got an idea. Go for Wouldn't it. it be some shit if it's, uh, what was it, Rahul Bushman's uh, daughter? Or ancestor oh yeah that would be cool that that becomes the avatar yeah and that would be pretty cool uh i think they they might need to throw out a little bit of the bemis run maybe not throw out maybe just as writers find a good way to blend that in if if they because does marvel 29 play off of the idea that this it's still the 616 universe but it's just uh originally it was supposed to be i think now they've dedicated it as another, yeah it's a different universe yeah. now yeah but rick that that would be super cool you know but uh, just kind of playing into the possible conflicts that come about because knowing moon knight and knowing that there is especially now with this this uh moon knight uh annual that came out this week the possibility that maybe there is some legitimacy to the mythos of uh, the Egyptian pantheon, the, the the mythos behind Khonshu, this idea that maybe there are avatars of Khonshu or avatars of vengeance throughout history, which I, for me, I really love that. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. love that uh, Mark Spector is, uh, faces trials everywhere he goes. I love that he um, doesn't ever really know if reality is real. Um, but at the same time, I, I also love that idea that maybe there is something beyond just what's happening on the 
Earth 616 and, and there's something spiritual or there's something um, – because this isn't – I don't know if you would call this uh, uh, not celestial, but I don't know, something other than Earth or something bigger than what's happening with the heroes on Earth. But I don't know. I, I really love the idea that there's there's something bigger that could be powering Moon Knight and, and making him – um, who he is. And, and I think to a degree that's coming out in the new, uh, the new Conan series that was announced just yesterday or today. Uh, did you guys hear about that with the uh, four issue limited run? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woke up, look on my phone. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't look too much into the details, but I, the first thing I thought was how are they going to retcon this out of existence when they lose the Conan license again? <laughs> Oh. I, I thought that the, it, it was understood that in the United States, at least, that the, their license to Conan and uh, characters bundled with him, excuse me, um, was somewhat permanent, like in the sense that like for the foreseeable future, they have that license. But I think I heard something, too, that maybe in Europe there is a difference. And so maybe they can't publish the Conan character in Europe because it's open sourced or something but then why would they have those that's weird i don't know maybe they'll lose it again though they're oh, marvel right. yeah. it could be because of that a detective conan uh manga and uh, anime could be that <laughs> what's that it, it's yeah. just a kid detective but i think it could be similar names and stuff uh, oh you know I, and rick i don't know if you watch but conan o'brien he's a comedian and yeah, a I know late who night yeah, because last year or two years ago, he took a trip to Japan where there's this Conan land. Oh, where yeah. It's an entire city that's themed after this this Japanese manga character or something yeah, like that. And Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> but they, I think they uh, made Conan mayor of the city for a day or something like that. <laughs> Conan O'Brien, that is. Oh, cute. Um, yeah, but this, this series with Conan, it, it sounds pretty weird you know what's it called uh, again the war of it's called the conan's serpent war serpent war um and so the gist is that uh the god set which you know the or the serpent god set which did make a comeback this is not gonna be like fucking atlantis attacks is it well atlantis attacks did spread over into a few different issues didn't it like i think there was it was every annual that year but it had to do with it Set the snake god, <laughs> but what, what didn't they cross over into Mark Spector Moon Knight for an issue or two? They did, yeah. yeah it was yeah. every issue an annual that year or whatever. Oh, it's terrible. Or is it's a, that badass what if issue? Which one? The one where what if Atlantis attack one? Oh, and everyone never saw that. Everyone just dies. It's great. That's what isn't that what every what if though? Good point. Yeah. Okay. Still sounds cool. We've got the Disney Plus series coming too, so maybe that'll all be themed after set as well. What if uh, they but... do? What if Fox never bought the Marvel properties? <laughs> what if Sony never bought the Marvel properties? What that if would be amazing? <laughs> uh, but the. Uh, bringing set into uh, this series here, set was spoken about in um, History of the Marvel Universe number one, 
that came out about a month and a half ago. And I think there may have been another reference in in the second issue as well. So, and of course that could just be uh, Marvel execs trying to introduce these characters that may be new readers or individuals that are just coming into comics. And I would count myself included um, that maybe just need to get a brush up on who the character is so they can understand uh, the new events that are happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I but still again, think it's, it's. Don't you still think it's a little weird that like every time Marvel now gets the rights back or gets a thing to kick, it's wrapped in so heavily into continuity. All of a sudden, like I oh, co- yeah. was, I collected tons of Marvel uh, Conan comics when I was a kid. I'm a bit older than you guys, so they were on the shelves all the time, along with everything else. And I just grabbed them because it was great art, you know. Um, oh yeah, but the, the, there was never. It wasn't like Commandi or anything like that, where they quickly wrapped him into the DC universe. It was Conan was a separate tale, and now Marvel has every time like who did, what was the character they bought from uh, Spawn? Angela. Angela, right? They're just like nope, put her in the fucking book. Now she's fucking Marvel. <laughs> like, See, it now seems I'm like gonna wait until Marvel regains the Godzilla rights and they'll just shove them in. <laughs> yeah, they'll be back fighting. Su- I'm surprised again. there hasn't been a Star Wars crossover yet. I know that I'm surprised. Well, I think the theories are out there though that uh that Marvel Cinematic Universe takes place in the same universe as uh the Star Wars uh continuity. Rick, was it you the <laughs> other day on Facebook posted the ending to Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yes. Yeah, man, I watched that cuz I didn't I, I didn't go see the movie. I've got two kids. I got another one on yeah, the way, but oh, maybe maybe it comes on HBO. Yeah, thanks. It's great. We found out yesterday it's going to be a girl. I have two boys, so I'm, a, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but uh, but Rick, I have to say, I, I I took a couple minutes to watch that ending, and it's even out of context. Even if you only have a basic understanding of kaiju and and who Godzilla is, that is pretty cool. That's a it's a good last two minutes to that movie. Oh, you know? dude. when I saw that in the cinema at the world premiere, when that shit happened, I'm like, fuck yeah! Really, the world the world premiere, huh? Yeah, I won tickets to the world, I, I world premiere. It. You you just bought tickets? Won them. I won the tickets. Come on, story, story, story. Oh, it was just a competition. Like, who's your favorite kaiju or why? And everyone picks, like, the obvious Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla. I'm like, you mm. know what? I'm going to pick the one no one knows about. Gamera. The uh, flying turtle. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the hero in the It universe? Oh, yes. Him too, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, oh, wait, wait. You know what would be amazing? If Marvel bought the Transformers rights again. Right. IDW is still printing those, right? They still have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's they IDW. Have the, they have the full rights. Because I know they're doing the reprints of them, but they have to take out any of the uh, Marvel, Marvel issues. Like, issues or mentions. There's even one where they go to. Uh, one of the writers wrote himself in as a Marvel comic writer. Yeah. And they had to like black out like an image that said Marvel on the wall or something in the reprints. Yeah, they had to yeah. black that out. They had to remove the issue that involves Spider-Man. Right, right, right. Oh. That's so funny. That's what Spider-Man's going to be like back in Sony. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's going to work out. It, it it has to. I mean, both companies... Oh, yeah. I don't even want to fucking talk they, about it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be the greatest they, cinematic movie of all time. With Venom? It'll be the greatest superhero movies. 
<laughs> That's funny. So uh, last last week, anybody uh, you know recognizing that that you guys might be reading some older stuff too? And, and no, I know you found some goodies in those quarter bins. But did anybody happen to read Punisher fifteen last week uh, yeah. or the annual this week? Um, and any thoughts on either of those? You know, we saw Moon Knight uh, engaging with an ensemble uh, last week with Punisher. Uh, we saw Moon Knight in a way engaging with a group of uh, heroes this week uh, in kind of a Avengers, everybody pop out of the portals and kick the trash out of uh, uh, Kang this week. But did either of you read those issues? I read Punisher. Punisher was pretty good. But I haven't read the Moon Knight one yet. And it hurts I, me. <laughs> the I'm, annual? Yeah, I haven't read the annual because I love yeah. Colin Bun a lot. Because he writes some really good stuff. Love is yeah, and, and ITK listeners, Into the Night listeners, if uh, you are here with us, uh, just a reminder too that a, a couple weeks ago, um, some of the ITK uh, Roundtable Revengeance hosts uh, did interview Colin Bunn. Uh, it's a great about 20, 25 minute interview. Colin Bunn, really generous to share his time, but it's a, it's a solid interview. I know Chad's on there. Um, and uh, Colton Bond also uh, formerly on a, a previous Moon Knight series of that, that Moon Knight 2014 volume uh, after Warren Ellis left. Um, His yeah, issues so are Rick, underrated, I think. Oh, yeah, he, they're really great. I, I haven't read enough of him, I think, um, he, especially having looked at that. And, yeah, and he has a series for – um, oh, shit. What's the name of that series? Dark um, is that the – what's the company? Uh, Aftershock, I think. That's right. That's the one. Yeah, I've heard that's fantastic. He writes really it's cool, great. like like sword and sorcery stuff and horror stuff and all kinds of stuff. He's fantastic. It's Magneto stuff is phenomenal. I haven't read it. Oh, and he he was on Monsters Unleashed too. So, oh yeah. You know, again, back to that uh, the sorcery, but also a little bit of kaiju there as well. If, if that ever comes back, but that was a great miniseries. It was. It was really fun. So, uh, what, um, what have you been reading lately, Tommy? Yeah, so I, I, if I can, I'll, I'll speak to what I read over the summer. So again, as a as a public school teacher, um, I, I, I'd move my webcam to see it, but it's it's just built into my computer. I've got a box of about sixty student journals to read this weekend, <laughs> and I have thirty more that I need to read by my seventh period on Monday that I'm going to read during my lunch on Monday. Cause I know I'm not going to get to them this weekend. Um, <laughs> but so during the school year, I'm pretty much reading students writing and uh, whenever I can, you know, I, when it comes to moon night, I'll always pick that up and I will read that as soon as I as, buy it from tardies. And, um, but I try to get all my reading in uh, during the summer. And so I'm going to be a dork and a teacher and do some quick book talks. And if you are happened uh, to be tuning in with us on Get Vocal. I'll, I'll show you as well. But uh, over the summer, I found my love again for the Witcher series. Oh, and cool. I, I had, I've only played the Witcher 3. I, I picked it up a few years ago, and this summer I had some time, so I decided to replay it. Uh, or actually, I don't think I ever finished it. Um, but I had never checked out the series. So um, I've read the first two books. Uh, this is the first, but the, the last wish. Where's my camera? Uh, by Andrzej Sapkowski. He's uh, Poland's go-to author. He's won a number of national awards, but also international awards. 
Um, he's recognized as, as Poland's like great writer of the, the fantasy writer, at least of the, the 20th and early 21st century. But so I've been reading The Witcher. Um, I read through all of uh, Jeff Lemire's Descender, uh, actually starting at my barbershop. They had the first two books. Oh, and cool. My, my barbershop has just a really cool collection of graphic novels and trades. And so that's where I picked that up for the first time. And I love Jeff Lemire. My, my love for him started with uh with Moon Knight uh, in 2016 but uh after reading through all of that Ascender uh the follow-up series that takes place about a decade after Descender ends uh it's issue five I think is the most recent issue yeah I was gonna say didn't that just start uh, again a few months ago yeah and it's 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 just as good so far that art is um, incredible really, who's the artist on that uh D- Dustin Wynn oh okay um yeah I, I think he's a He's either American or Canadian, but I, I'm pretty sure that's a Vietnamese last name. So, uh, but I, I'm, I think he's American or Canadian. Um, and really, as I'm going through just a, a ton of like boom series, like uh, Ronin Island, and I've been reading probably more image series. This is uh, Trees, Three Fates. It's a new Warren Ellis series that just released. Um, but I've really just going through Oblivion Song um, by Robert Kirkman. Uh, Isola is in its, I think, second year now. It's a really interesting series. Just the art in that is incredible. Um, but I think my my read of the summer, other than I, I read through all of Sandman again. I hadn't read Sandman since I was in middle school and, and in high school. Yeah. A buddy of mine uh, collected the issues. Um, and later on, he got all the trades and he'd throw those my way. So I hadn't read it in probably almost 20 years and 15, 20 years. And so I, I reread that the summer, loved it. I still have to get to um, Overture. I haven't read that yet. I think that was released maybe a year ago. Or yeah, I haven't read that yet. Half ago. Um, but my, I think my read of the summer uh, is monstrous. It's an image series. I, I just picked up the trades. This is volume one. There's three volumes out right now. And I think they're up to issue 30 or 42 or something like that. It's another image series. Um, Marjorie Liu is the writer and Sana Takeda is the artist. And Sana Takeda, I think has won multiple awards now for her covers, uh, but also her art within the books. And it is, it's, it's so cool. It blends kind of a, a steampunk world with Lovecraft uh, magic. Yeah. Some love, Lovecraftian kind of Cthulhu mythos in there too. Um, and it's, it's just one of those series that it's, it's got a great writer. It's got a great artist. It's consistent. They're, they're a team and you know how image works. I mean, if you take a look at, at images, executive team, um, it's, it's, they, they are, they are comic heroes that I think deep down want to support creators. And it's, there's, there's something special about image. And I've, I mentioned this uh, on ITK before, but I love Marvel you know, I collect a couple characters from DC, if you know what I mean. But um, when it when it comes to like new content, I'm 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 going after Image. They just have the cool oh, yeah. stuff. And Gideon Gideon Falls, you know, I mean, yeah. a, a mirror series. So I've really had kind of an eclectic business. And again, as I mentioned earlier too, I've just been kind of getting back into Zelda manga, nice. uh, which I really like because I know that. My, uh, my oldest son, he's five years old, and so he's starting to read. And so maybe in a year or two, he might be able to make sense of those Zelda comics. And I know that he's going to be able to 
go on to those safely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause even with moon Knight, he knows my love for moon Knight. He plays with my action figures all the time. Like here's the, this guy, um, but I want to introduce my love for comics to him in a way too. That's I guess, respectful of his age. And, and sometimes it's like, Hey dad, can I, can we read a moon Knight comic? And I say, <laughs> uh, maybe you know um so i i've really been fortunate that i had a lot of time over over my summer just kind of being a dad and not uh working full time over for about two months oh and another thing too my my teaching buddy uh jason who is actually uh has joined our into the night uh fantasy comic league where we choose four characters and it's like fantasy football. He found a copy of um, Neil Gaiman's Eternals. Oh, wow. Which oh, that's pretty cool. It's not good, but yeah. it's still Neil Gaiman. And, you know, with the Eternals announcement and, and that movie coming out, and it's got a, a huge cast, uh, you know, uh, Kit Harrington as, as Black Knight. Um, this has been fun to read. And so I'm only about maybe three issues in. Uh, it's a good introduction, I think. It's kind of a re- yeah. rehash. When you think back to like, I mean, Kirby, I didn't grow up with Kirby stuff. I I only came into it when I came back into comics Mm -hmm. and I appreciate it and I respect it and I love it, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And so Neil Gaiman, again, who I absolutely adore um, again, coming back to Sandman as well. Uh, it's, it, it is, as Noel said, it's, it's a good introduction. If, you, if you're looking for, hey, what's this movie all about? I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they release some True Believers issues. Yeah. Uh, some of Kirby stuff with the Eternals, but maybe even blend in a couple of preview pages of game and stuff as well. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. got the uh, John Romita Jr. art too, which is a little more accessible for people, I yeah. think. Right. Yeah. They're not going to be like, what is with that hand if they look at a Kirby comic? <laughs> which I love. I'm not giving him shit. Those are the coolest hands. What's my hand ever drawn? So, Rick, how about you? Um, we are uh, coming up to about uh, almost an hour, but uh, Rick, oh, have you cool. been reading anything new other Did than that Spawn you? stuff you got? Uh, anything new apart from Justice League, Deathstroke, the Bat Thing, weird guy? I don't know his name. Can't say it out loud. <laughs> dark hawk dark hawk oh yeah dark hawk. oh god dark hawk yeah 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 good old dark mate um other than that nah just been just catching up on all the stuff saving up for japan and yeah and oh manga reading tons of manga reading currently just been rereading the guide for stuff in japanese mm-hmm. and old school Yu-Gi-Oh, my hero academia and uh, dr stone cool Yes. I have a, a, a number of my students this year. Um, my freshman students are, are super, super in, into manga. And, and there's this one character or this one series, like something like Dr. Bizarre or something like that. Oh, know. Jojo Bizarre Adventure? Yeah, Jojo Bizarre's Adventure. Uh, I think yeah. like on, on Hulu in the States, you can watch the series or something. And But um, one of my students just happened to mention that to me in our first couple of weeks. Uh, you know, he knows about my love for comics. And so he's telling me, oh, you got to check this out if you have Hulu. I'm like, oh, man, I don't have it. But it happened to be New Comic Book Day. So I stopped by my, my store, Tardies, and right there in the kids section, was uh, right when you walk in, 
there's Jojo. And so I had to take pictures and show my student the next day. And he was really geeked out about that. Um, and it was heartwarming to think that, Hey, you know what? Kids these days, they, they like comics too. They like manga. They, they, they find value in that, which I think is really, it will never change. People will always love comics. There's just not just how many ebbs and flows, you know, but, you know, when I was a kid, comics were huge and then they died off around the time. You know, my generation kind of died off them when your generation got into them, like the 90s. And like with me, I looked at a lot of those 90s comics. I was like, fuck this. Uh, But then a whole new group of people love that stuff. There's always my drummer's little kid because of um, Into the Spider-Verse. He's four. I think they took him. They let him see the movie. And he's obsessed with Spider-Man now. He loves Peter and Miles and Gwen, all three of them. He freaks out. A friend of mine brought me a a pop-up book, you know, with like the things that pop up for like little kids um, from that had all art from, uh, from Ditko and from uh, Ramita senior. And it had all these little fold outs that had like origins for the different villains and all this stuff. And it was like, you know, they used original art for it. It's a really old book. And I gave it to him and he fucking loved it. He was like, this is the greatest. The kid's always got a Spider-Man shirt on. He's going to be a huge comic fan. I know it. Yeah, and it's great that Spider-Man has such long-lasting um, appreciation. I, I think because like my my son Remy too. You ask him who's his favorite uh, hero, he'll say Spider-Man. You know, we unfortunately bought him a Spider-Man costume for Halloween. I was hoping we can make make one for him, but then we're gonna dress our two-year-old up as uh, the spider, the um, the Osborne spider that bites him, you know, yeah. and just that's oh. a little entourage. <laughs> uh, he loves Spider-Man. And, and so through, cool. you know, uh, in, into the, into the spider verse, what a fantastic film, you know, there, I think that some of the scenes with Kingpin, I, uh, we may have scary. skipped over those. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of in, yeah. guns and stuff, but, but it's like, wow, Sony can do something right with Spider-Man. You know, that was really great. Um, I thought they used, uh, Gwen well too, you know, so I, I, I think you're right. No, that, that no matter what, even though people, maybe even people like us complain about the comics industry or they're not treating creators well enough, or they're ruining this character or, um, you know, take the whole Warner brothers, DC, like DC online or not DC online. When it was a, a DC streaming service, whatever it is, oh, it's kind of been, yeah, whatever universe. I, I've heard, yeah. DC, yeah. I've never, I've heard nothing, but, bad things about it except titans i hear is actually okay but i heard doom I don't patrol think is actually amazing One oh yeah and doom patrol too that's right um but can they carry that entire service um no nope. i i think you're right though that you know it ebbs and flows and and people will find a love for it because it's stories you know it's it's stories it's stories that people can relate to it's stories yeah. that i think that, the only thing that, to take seriously about it is the fact that it like exists you know it's like and it always will and like you're right it's like the creators are the ones that need to be like supported the most because like i mean it's always on the edge of dying but the same way music is always at least from where i my point of view of music is always dying you know what i mean it's just barely holding on but people will always create and whenever people bitch about like oh they changed you know moon Knight or like spider-man or whatever it is you know it's just like you're being really petty about something that doesn't belong to you and if you're really angry about it go make your own damn comic book you know do it yourself 
And that's what's yeah, no going to that's what's going to keep it alive is if people do it themselves. If you're mad that uh, you know Spider Man is a social justice warrior now or something like he hasn't always been, go make your own little cyber fucking frog or whatever. Like yeah. that shit. Yeah, but you know, in a way, it's like okay, great, go make your own Nazi comic book. No one's going to buy it, but whatever, you know. Yeah, and, created something. Yeah, create you could do it yourself, and that's kind of always the best thing about art generally but in comics yeah. in particular that's what you're saying with like image is so great image basically is that but it's just you know they started as a loose kind of um co-op of of uh, creators you know and that's kind of what they still are you know like i mean they still you know pick like it's not like i could write a comic and send it to them and be like print it but there's a chance they could, they would pick it up right. you know because they'll take they can take chances on that stuff. And it's really cool. Right. right. And it, they're not necessarily confined to a certain style, especially when it comes to the art, you know, with yeah. them, I'm, the smartest thing they ever I'm, did was get rid of their shared universe. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rick. I know you love spawn. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I want spawn. The other image characters though, that are not Wildstorm related. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, Noel, and, and guys, too, I don't want to keep you. I know that we're, we're a little bit over what we originally oh, uh, spoke about. It's you guys are okay? We are chilling. Um, you Noel, know, you brought up, a, I think, an interesting comment there that, you know, for critics and, and individuals that are complaining or, you know, maybe even comic skaters that are complaining about the changes in, in the universe, hey, you go and do this. You, you go and create your own little version. You uh, see where that takes you. Um, and I, and I think, and I trust that you meant that as a le- legitimate challenge that no, you should go do that. Even if you're complaining, because it's going to create something new. And as you mentioned, that's how we make good art is it's, it's, we change the paradigm. We, 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 we shift into something new and yeah. no, I know that, uh, just getting to know you over the last year or so through ITK, um, not only are you a musician, uh, you know, presently now with the leader and maybe you have some other uh, musical projects in the works. Um, you uh, have an Instagram uh, where you post some of your drawings. And if, if you feel welcome to, to share that, that, uh, that name or, or the Instagram tag, you know, go for it. Um, but I'd, I'd love to hear about your creative direction. I think not only for the leader, but also, especially with like this Instagram uh, account that you have because you have been taking uh, some inspiration from covers from old comics <laughs> and kind of recreating them and, and making them into something new uh, with your own characters. And, and I would really love to hear about that if, if, you, if you're willing to share. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just Tate underscore drawings, Instagram. Um, I, when I was a little kid, I, the first job I ever wanted to have was to be a political cartoonist, uh, because of reading things like Doonesbury and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, like New Yorker magazine and things. Yeah. I'm really stuck. Buddy of mine won that that contest once too, by the way. Oh, wow. Cool. Here's the cartoon and you decide what the cap is. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to draw, um, you know, caricatures of uh, Reagan and Bush and stuff and uh, making making fun of all that. And that was like the first thing I wanted to do. Um, and then music kind of took over for whatever. And I was 
uh, involved in the um, the street art and graffiti scene when I was a kid for a while too. Oh, for real! So I got really into that kind of stuff. And, that, and again, is this, is this Minneapolis? Is, Did you yeah, I, I grew up here. Yeah, and so you know, the, the like visual art is always kind of ebbed and flowed. And then I got really into um, abstract painting with acrylics for a while. Uh, but my first love was cartooning. And just over the, a couple of years ago, I just started kind of trying to get back into that swing. And I thought I'd share my progress on Instagram just by doing at least a drawing a day. Or sometimes I do a bunch a day and then save them up and release them. Um, and I have a couple friends who are uh, comic book creators. And one of them was like, why don't you make a comic? And I was like, I don't have a story to tell. But I thought I'd at least create kind of some different kind of characters and cartoony characters mixed in with the more kind of serious art and start doing that. Um, and it's all kind of, uh, I had a, a group of characters for a while that were kind of like a spy versus spy kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but didn't really, would just tell kind of one panel stories with them. You can, if you look back on the Instagram way back, you'll find those. Um, yeah, and so I've just been coming up with this new small little kind of cast of cartoon characters, kind of a team. And then one day, maybe I'll have a story. I don't know. But in the meantime, just figuring out how to put it. Like you said, I uh, I was just finding some uh, classic comic book covers I really like and then recreating those covers with these funny little characters that I've made up. Uh, one of them, she's, it's just a, a little girl, uh, and she's got huge hands that look like – I call her the knife because they look like mm-hmm. giant hands. And so I thought she goes really well kind of with Wolverine. Like so, yeah. I did one of the X Men covers where Wolverine's running right at the camera and Rogue's in the back, uh, yeah. and just things like fact, that. Uh, you just posted that uh, yesterday, I think, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's it's pretty cool. She's got little ponytail. It's kind of waving in the wind. There's some motion there. Her right legs up as she's running, and and <laughs> the blade. She's her fingers are two and a half feet long, and she's in this attack mode. So it looks really cool. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't think I could ever draw like Alex Maleev or something or Sienkiewicz, but I can cartoon. So like never say never. Man. Well, never. True. And I don't even know if I want to try. It's a lot of work. Uh, but the, you know, there's people like, I just watched a, a video earlier today. There's people going over the Jamie Hewlett art book. Have you guys seen that? You know, who Jamie Hewlett is right. I don't know who Jamie Hewlett is. Yeah. He did uh well tank girl back in the day. Um, and gorillas. Yeah, well, now he's in gorillas. Yeah, oh, with Damon Albarn. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an amazing artist, though, and his stuff is really cartoony. But it's like, I don't know how he does it because it's there's something so detailed about how simple his stuff is. So he's kind of an influence. But, but it has it has that look too, um, Noel. That you were mentioning, you were kind of in that that graffiti scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see a little bit of that in your. Uh, what you have on your Instagram page too. Well, it's, it really it's a, relates to, like, a, yeah, graf- of jagged lines gra- times. And- yeah, graffiti and, and like basic drawing cartooning are really related to the fact that it's just shapes that you're working off of, basic geometric shapes, and then you expand those shapes out to become recognizable. You know, so whether it's a character, whether it's letters or whatever it is, they're really related. So that's probably why i got into graffiti when i did too it's like oh yeah. this shit's easy but it's really hard because it's really hard to do it well and that's a whole different tool set and stuff too right so what 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 is the the medium that you use here what, what are you using to draw these images 
just and again, just to remind listeners too, uh, if you want to check these out on Instagram, it's Tate's T A T E underscore drawings. Yeah, I just used um, uh, ink, pen, and brush, just black and white, because I and are you color is hard. Are you are you scanning these images because they're super clear and super crisp? But how are you how are you capturing the digital image? Oh, just draw it. Uh, taking a photo with the cap with the thing that I'm talking into right now. <laughs> yeah, but really, it's it's it really is incredible, listeners. So if you check out uh, someone Noel's work here at uh, again Tate under, underscore drawings, um, I don't. It's it's really impressive. Uh, again, when you shared Noel uh, the single with some of us loonies. Uh, if I can recall, I've got my iTunes up here. It was, was it box? That was the single you shared with us. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll speak about the album here too, but when you shared box with us, the single off of deleters new, um, uh, album here, the other void, one of the images, uh, that you shared on September 3rd, I mean, it, wow. It's just, I love it. It's so cool. It, oh, it doesn't seem like you just drew it and then snapped a little photo of it. And I don't know, there's something wholly professional about it. And I here, I, you know, I originally went to school for art education to be an art teacher. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. But that's a story for another time. One of my best friends did that and is that, but he, yeah. he uh, lives in the city, but he has to drive like an hour out into the country to be like the one art teacher in the whole like fucking county, wherever it is, <laughs> to do it. So what? next time you talk to him, please give him my respect. That is, <laughs> yeah. And for real, that's I, I, I love him already. Yeah. Um, He's also a great artist. Good for him. Own. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, too. So, uh, you know, you're. I don't want to say your creativity, but you know, here you, uh, you're an illustrator, you've got these cartoons, you're developing this cast of characters like the blade. Um, what, what other creative pursuits do you have? And, and maybe it's only deleter right now, but, but, um, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about your, uh, new album released today, which again, loonies, we forgot to mention today is Friday the 13th. And, and it's a full uh, fucking moon. It, I mean, this is, this is ominous. It is truly, it is a full moon. The next time that we're going to have a full moon on Friday the 13th, I think is in like 2879 or something. So Rick, Noel, and Tommy on the block. We are the three aspects happening right now. But no, what, I mean, what what else do you go after? Uh, You know, with your, your inspiration, uh, obviously, with these uh, illustrations, you're using um, some old comic covers that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but but tell us a little bit about Deleter and, and other projects that you're working on. Uh, Deleter is the only musical project I do that uh, is my own right now. I've done a lot of other things in the past. Uh, I used to be in a band with my younger brother called Kill Sadie back in the 90s that did a lot of stuff. By the way, uh, Looney listeners, Noel Tate has his own Wikipedia page. He's that cool. Damn. That's embarrassing. It's probably not right oh. either. But... Well, it's, it says something about Kill Sadie. It yeah, says something sure. about your your brother and his band. Mm-hmm. It says something about the leader. 
Okay. Well, at least okay, those things are all right. Not that cool. Noel isn't that cool. No. But uh, just Tommy and Rick think he's cool. I was in yeah. that band, and then I was in another band called The Hidden Chord after that, and uh, another band called A Skeleton that I did for a long time. And that was just me, uh, early days of Pro Tools, which you're getting to know. Uh, kind of the same version, Pro Tools Free, when that first came out, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I started making music kind of the way hip-hop artists used to, with sampling and stuff like that. But, of course, it was digitally now, so you could do almost anything. Because either the way they used to do it, just be on old sampler machines and have to push buttons. Um, boop, bop, bop. Yeah, but th- th- then I could just load in a CD, grab a beat from, like, a Spoon song or something, and then drop the other stuff. And then play weird, like, Casio keyboards over it. So um did that for a while, and it toured a bunch. That kind of became sort of a band or whatever, and then... I got bored with that and started doing Deleter because I kind of always have to be a band and I always have to kind of flip the script and change what I'm doing, you know, like if I'm doing kind of a poppier, I mean, it's always weird, whatever I do, but um, if it's kind of a poppier thing and then I was like, now I want to do something that where I could just yowl um, and so started that band because I think I was just really pissy at the time. I think we started Deleter like f- six years ago or something, seven years ago. I don't know. Um, and you know just use it as an outlet kind of for abstract anger and things like that and then once I kind of got all that anger out I was sort of looking for something to write about and uh, it was I'd been back into because it's kind of this case with all of us it's like you're in comics and then you're out of comics for a while and then you get something to bring you back in Um, and I just started getting back into comics and it was like I I think I want to just write uh, sort of tone poems about uh, the the books I really like, you know, about comic books I really like and story. Kind of using somebody else's, like filtering somebody else's creativity through my own and see what happens. And then the last record we did was called Levitate the Pentagon, which is kind of a mashup of uh, um, ideas that a lot of Alan Moore ideas with Watchmen and V for Vendetta uh, mixed in with like some of the uh, sort of Jim Starlin-ish Marvel kind of stuff, you know, the seventies Jim Starlin stuff, the kind of when it, when Marvel cosmic just got really wacky and weird uh, and then mix put through sort of a filter of, cause it was the um, uh, what was it, 50th anniversary of the, uh, 68 democratic convention protests in chicago uh, and what the the movement that was called the yippies uh they were kind of a uh i'm sure you know tommy and rick probably both but they were a sort of like a anti-war uh protest group kind of a, a group of anarchists that um instead of doing like what the weathermen did and blowing up buildings they would put on weird performance art things and would uh sort of organize um sort of like street theater and like anarchist street theater and just do weird shit and one time they went uh during uh protests about the vietnam war in 68 they went and got like 300 people and held hands and surrounded uh the pentagon which is you know the uh, 
the symbol of American military might. And, and mm-hmm. then, and they all started um, chanting and casting spells. And then we're going to levitate the Pentagon off the ground. And it was a joke, obviously, but the authorities arrested them <laughs> for, try, for, for trying to uh, levitate the Pentagon. It was really funny. Yeah. So I thought it just fit perfectly to sort of the ideas that, uh, like Watchmen and that kind of stuff sort of had. And it was sort of a real life um, freaky black magic thing that happened. And, and that just kind of spanned out to like other things. And then my next obsession obviously was Moon Knight. So I was like, we should do, I want to do, the band has no say, but I was like, I want to write six songs based on my personal favorite run of Moon Knight, which was more, you know, Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby's run, which is, one of the most punk rock comics or set of comics ever done, you know? And I was like, this, this fits oh, yeah. perfectly with it. Every, yeah. every issue is qu- every issue quick and fast and violent and weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's, 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 it, it's, mo- it's 99% action and 99% movement mm-hmm. in, in that those first uh, five or six issues. Yeah. And it just, and, it, to me, it reads like what my idea of, Deleter was in the first place was just like fast and action and weird and abstract at the same time. You know, every one of those issues just is over and it always ends in a really weird way. You're like, what, what just happened? That was strange. I mean, down to the fact yeah. that Declan Shelby even put punk rock Easter eggs in the record covers and stuff. You know, it's just like, this is, uh, this is perfect. So that's and why we did listeners it. Listeners too. Uh, t- today, Friday the 13th, uh, Full Moon um, is also the release date on, on just about every streaming service for Deleter's uh, new album. Uh, is that correct? Uh, actually, I think the rest of the streaming services comes out next week. Oh, next week. Okay. Yeah, it's Bandcamp only right now, and that's okay. So just yeah, on Bandcamp. We, we usually do that because at least for at least for a weekend, because uh, those that money actually goes directly to us instead of yeah. the, the pennies you see through iTunes or. Spotify or whatever. Yeah. So again, uh, Noel, if uh, listeners do want to contribute and uh, purchase their copy of Deleters, The Other Void, uh, is that just bandcamp.com slash deleter? Yeah. uh, Deleter.bandcamp.com. Okay. So deleter.bandcamp.com. And we'll make sure that we uh, throw that again at the uh, end of our episode here as well. But again, Deleter has their, their new album out uh, on Bandcamp and then um, in the future on streaming services, but uh, the other void. And I think to levitate the Pentagon, Noel, that was the, that was really Deleter's introduction of uh, itself to ITK. I think that uh, when you started getting involved with into the night, uh, you kind of threw out there, hey, I think actually Ray put out a post once like, hey, is there anybody that's a graphic designer or, uh, you know, a music producer or something like that? And Noel piped up and said, yeah, I've got a band. Here's the <laughs> album. Check it out. And Noel has <laughs> Noel has most generously and, and all of the leader most generously uh, uh, essentially donated clips of their tracks from uh, Levitate the Pentagon not essentially, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> uh, to support uh, the Into the Night podcast. And Noel, I know just as a fan of the podcast, but also just as somebody that, that uh, supports it in uh, a creative way from time to time, 
and as a member of the Looney community, we really appreciate that. It's, it's, I was talking to my wife tonight about that and, and she's listened to an episode here and there, but just that opening and the, uh, samples that are used for the credits, it really makes the ITK podcast something special. Uh, so thank you to you and thank you to, uh, uh, the too for, for making it special for me. And, and, and again, something special to share with my kids like Ray, Ray and Connor, they do a lot, but, but your contribution I think is, is something that should be highlighted as well. So thank you for that. Thank you. Rick, what are you good for? <laughs> uh, shit talking. <laughs> Rick's a fighter, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, guys, we we have been cruising for about almost almost ninety minutes here. Um, uh, I, I, we we've got a, a number of topics to talk about that I'm sure we could talk about in the future too. But is there is there anything pressing that anybody wants to touch on before we leave? I don't want to leave Phil and Chad and everybody else in the dust. We've already left those motherfuckers in the dust. As as Noel <laughs> says, on on round ta- on round table rendezvous, we talk about what we want, right? We do what we please, man. That's the truth. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot more we can talk about, but we'll do we'll do a, a round two of round two at some point. This is fun. Oh yeah, because I want to talk yeah. a lot more shit, just like I know Rick does. Oh. You have no mm-hmm. idea. We're going to start calling out dudes on Twitter and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, any listeners, we appreciate your time and, and thank you for checking in with uh, Rick Gentusa and Noel Tate and myself, the men on the streets. Um, we are really happy that you're listening to uh, our the, the ITK podcast. Uh, it's produced by, by our High Priest of Conchu Ray and Connor Shu. Uh, check us out on the Facebook group Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast and fan base. You can also reach uh, ITK on Twitter at ITK Moon Knight um, and on Instagram at ITK Moon Knight. And there's a YouTube presence. And as Ray always says, if you would like to uh, try to catch this uh, podcast on another service, we are on all good podcast catchers. Um, Look forward to uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, if this comes out after uh, tomorrow's recording, um, episode 113, we will be reviewing uh, Ray and Connor and Chad will be reviewing uh, the Moon Knight Annual that came out on September 11th, uh, Wednesday, September 11th. And that a uh, lot of big news for Moon Knight in the future with this Moon Knight team up with Conan and several other characters like Solomon Kane and Conan Serpent War. Uh, and of course we have the Disney plus announcement and that show coming out. So it, uh, we hear that CB Sobolski, the editor in chief of uh, Marvel says that 2020 is going to be the year of moon Knight and the black Knight. So we hope you stick with us and uh, please join us on Facebook for discussion. Uh, but Noel and Rick, it was great catching up with you. And uh, I, I really do hope that we can do this again. And, and, and especially with the other guys too, uh, or any loonies, of course, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you. Absolutely. May country you. watch over the denizens of the night. Moon Knight and affiliated characters 
Stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.